Hey, what a joy to be back on the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We've got some special guests today, and uh, I think you're going to be excited and moved uh, just to hear of how God is at work. I hope you're having a great summer. I'm prepping for vacation, and uh, real life, I'm going to miss you, uh, but I will be back in a snap, and uh, it's going to be a great fall. Enjoy the podcast. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. There it is. How's Tim, it we're in the study. We are, which means we can't be as loud as normal because the sound waves are going to bounce all over the walls. Well, yeah, but it also means we were kicked out of the lounge. <laughs> Jonathan. I, th- I, think John- it- I think Jonathan needed the privacy for his drug deals. <laughs> I think, it- is this like his vacation week or something? something well, like I that? think he leaves this weekend. Okay. I mean, okay. I, I tease like the most productive week of the year is the week before vacation. Yeah. Did you, did you, Timmy, do you remember that Saturday Night Live sketch where they like any any anything that could like hold matter? The guy would always be like, "I keep my weed in there, man." Do you remember that sketch? Vaguely, vaguely. Yeah. I can't vaguely. remember what actor it was, but it was like <laughs> you know, like a seashell. <laughs> keep my weed in there, man. So I think I think that's why Jonathan kicked us out of the office. He's it's his importing. It's definitely his little secret. Importing room. the marijuana. <laughs> We know about you, JV. We know about you. I'm just harassing him because the lounge is a much a much greater desired place to record. It's just a great place to be in general. It right. It just it gives is. all the vibes. No, JV loves the church. He's working hard. Just couldn't just could not swing it this week, but but here you are, Tim. How you doing? I'm great, man. Yeah? Yeah. You got that pillow over there on the couch I put down there for you? Yeah, why? Are you afraid I'm going to fall asleep? No, 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 (laughs) so you can reach the mic. (laughs) See, see, this is what, this podcast world, this is what I have to put up with. Podcast listeners. pray for me. I was was sharing with some friends just a few minutes ago that Pastor Tim has a long history. What did I say? I said you have friends. That's awesome. Oh, I do have friends. (laughs) That, That Pastor Tim has a long history of beating me in ping pong. And so many, many, many years ago, out of my insecurity being beat over and over and over again by you in ping pong, I started to make short jokes as though I'm much taller than you. <laughs> that that one inch, right, right? makes all the I difference. Mean, I think I got like three inches on you, maybe. Uh, maybe, oh, but yeah. with the hair. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I am. Um, yeah. We So not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before last, we had an epic Sunday on the land. Party. It was so amazing. Yeah, it, it's funny. I think people have felt like I've been here for like a longer time than I have been. So I'd tell people like, this will be my first ever. And they were like, what are you talking about? Your first day on the land. It was my first like big event. Other than, wow. You know, we had like, you know, kid Olympics and some of those yeah, things, yeah, yeah. but church wide. First it was Sunday like, for you on totally. the land. And so here in party on the land that, you know, gives me certain images and I'm yeah. like, okay, well, isn't it just like a worship service on the land? But now that I've experienced it, I can truthfully say it, it's a party like yeah. on the land. It has, a different just vibe, a different atmosphere. It was fun. What was the most special or significant thing for you on that day? For me, uh, five baptisms and then two spontaneous baptisms. And um, 
like that just fire fires me up. Yeah. But then also like just in general, just the whole sense, you and I talked about this, like people just, there's just a different like sort of attitude of like celebration and joy and excitement, crazy things, you know, can and did happen that might've like thrown us for a loop. And right. instead it was like, uh, right. We rolled with it and it was really, really good. One of the crazy things you're referring to is Mason Heggie, <laughs> who worked so hard to get us set up for that day, comes flying around the corner on a golf cart and he passes the cones where the cones were set up. So as don't drop the golf cart over it or walk over it. And the, the wheel of the golf cart catches the cable. Mm-hmm. And in one of those, you know, several thousand dollar cameras goes flying through the air. Totally. Yeah. I, I don't think I've told you. Confe- can, can we confess now? That's what we're here for. So I, I was on the golf cart earlier. Yeah. Did you? And I was driving thing? and I was like, hmm, there's a wire there. But I think if I go slow uh-uh. enough. And so I went really, really slow over the wire and it was fine. <laughs> but in my brain, I was on the, I was on the stage and I saw Mason flying. And I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good. Yeah. And then just like that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Well, it was amazing because our team totally took it in stride. And um, Tim, I it, it it was it was kind of hilarious and awesome the way our team like they immediately got down on the ground and start untangling the cord <laughs> from the tire. Yep. And um, you know, dibs were going out on whether or not the camera was going to work. It, it works. Did. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The what I, what was so special for me it was it was it was a real a defining moment for us as a church because. You know, we've been portable, meeting in schools, meeting in city forum. And it was kind of like the day that we had talked about for months and months mm-hmm. and months of groundbreaking. And it was a culmination of so much prayer, so much hard work, so much sacrifice, so much faith. And um, like like sticking the shovel in the ground is almost, it was like almost silly, you know, like throwing dirt in the air. But what it represented was so massive for our church. So good, yeah. And just, you could see the emotion on our folks. Like, it was, yeah. like we were emotional, and, yeah. like, I get that. But, like, to see the emotion of other people, like, fired me up, too. Yeah. Like, it's a dream come true for, for so, so many people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim, we've got a couple of guests we're going to introduce in just a minute. Before we transition to the guests, if you had to say one more, like, favorite moment for you on the land for groundbreaking on father's day. What, what was special for you? So much. I think one of the things was listing out and seeing everybody up on stage that has either contributed or been a part of like the process or will be a part of the process. And then this past week we talked about uh, Todd and Julie Walker as well. Like that whole thing of like just seeing how many people, are involved and invested. I think like it was encouraging to me and I think it probably encouraging to our folks too, to go like, this is not like just a small project. This is something that we're all in it together on. And it just felt, yeah, it felt really good. Absolutely. How about you? Well, it's been a massive joy to serve alongside you. And for me that day, like as you're standing on stage, kind of thanking people in my heart, I'm thanking God for you because the amount of work that you displayed to get us to that day. I mean, it's like the marathon of marathons is what the last year felt sure. like. So, so that was special for me. The, having the Bagwell family there yes. was special for me. Um, so several of the Bagwell family, the people that sold us the land. So getting to honor them was special. And then um, just grouping up in prayer, yep. you know, like having God's people group up in prayer. That was, it was great, man. 
So good. Yeah. yeah. So, so you guys keep driving by sometime in the next few weeks, Lord willing, unless something providentially hinders, dirt's going to start moving. Yep. What can people expect with that, Tim? Well, um, <laughs> like, it, it, here's here's a kind of a good thing for people to keep in mind. This project might feel stop start to a lot of people, and that's just the way these projects go. So it may feel like what's taking so long. You might be like, whoa, we are so far behind. And then all of a sudden they're going to start constructing and you might be like, oh my gosh, we're ahead of schedule. We're going to be in next month. And spoiler alert, we're not. <laughs> like, like it will sit there and it will like stay there for months and months and months. And it doesn't look like things are getting done, but they are. And On the so, inside, right. So I would just yeah. say like, you know, for, from an expectation standpoint, you know, Trust the process. <laughs> at this point, at this point in time, what would be the earliest that somebody might drive by and see the actual dirt beginning to get moved? Yeah, like you said, assuming like you know permits and all that yeah. sort of go through. I think yeah. within the next month, you'll see you'll see dirt. You know, okay. starting look to at Tim. He's so non-committal. He's I'm, like next I'm, month. He's like what, what's, what's <laughs> over, the word yeah, under, under promise over, over deliver. deliver. <laughs> all right, you guys. Hey, every time you drive by the land, pray for smooth processes. I can't wait. Yeah. It'll be the month of July unless providentially hindered, you'll see some massive trucks out there moving dirt. Pray for it. Pray for the process. Um, the devil would love to disrupt it, and we just want to pray for a straight process. All right, I'm fired up because we got a couple of special guests, and we're going to come right back and tell you all about them. Colossians 1, 3 through 8. We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of this you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you. Since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. All right, and we're back. Uh, Pastor Tim, how we doing? Uh, we are doing great. Our special guests today are, drum roll please, <laughs> Jeanette Smith and Meredith Cook. What's up, gals? Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can, it's so funny to see like who's like always eager to be on the podcast and then who's like just the servant willing. Okay. <laughs> You're making me do this. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So we're, we've got Jeanette and Meredith on the podcast with us today because Jeanette, our Real Life Kids director, has a transition coming up in her life. And um, Jeanette, why don't you just briefly tell us what is your transition? Well, <laughs> I am going back to teaching full time in the high school classroom. And so I am going to be stepping down as the Real Life Kids Director at the end of no! July. <laughs> There's, um, the Bible talks about this place of Sheol, this place of death where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is what happens when we hear announcements like this. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. That's where she's about to work. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like it, she's stepping um, into Sheol. <laughs> Jeanette, you said you're going back to teaching. Yes. Tell us you've done this before. I taught high school math um, 
right out of college and taught up until Trip was born. So in 2005. Tim, so, do you like math? I was a math major. Are you oh, serious? There you go. Really? I mean, what, how do you think I have the job I have now? Could you reach the chalkboard? <laughs> Could you reach the chalkboard? No. Unbelievable. Were you, <laughs> Meredith, do you like math? I love math. Do you really? I, do. I loved math. I was, but Jeanette, I was always really, really slow at it. So I was like the last one to get the problem done, but I could usually get it done. What do you call those people in your classroom? <laughs> I don't know. Right. I'm filtering. I'm okay, filtering. so you're going to teach high school math. Yes, algebra one. Where? <laughs> I knew you would ask that because you think it's great. Where are you, you going to teach? I'm sorry, I didn't hear. Uh, yeah. I will be at Clarksville High School. Ooh. Oh, the Clarksville High School. The original, yeah. right? Wow. Did your husband graduate from the Clarksville High School? Did. Yes, he did. <laughs> now, the reason we're laughing about this is because you have a son that plays baseball at... Frostview High School. And you got another son that's that's kicking off at... Kirkwood High School. And why, why not? Why? I mean, you should just go and now teach at Clarksville High School. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah Jeanette, Jeanette, we're laughing, but I want to speak as clearly as I can about the extraordinarily special way God has used you in our church. And I was telling Tim and others the, the other day... I, I think I was telling you even, I, rem I remember where we were the day <laughs> that I asked you to consider serving in the, in the role of real life kid director. And honestly, it was, it was the area that I was most insecure about in the whole church. And so you were such a massive answer to prayer and the faith that you displayed to step into such an unknown. Um, it's just so beautiful. And, um, God has used both your skill and your passion for kids, but like your enthusiasm has just been so consistently used by God in the whole life of our church. So thank you. Thank you. You're the longest standing staff member <laughs> at Real Life. You've made yeah. it, wow, since the very beginning. Yes. You kicked this whole thing off. So Jeanette, was this your first church plant to be a part of? Yes. So why on earth did you jump into su such an unknown? Like, you know, like you were you, you were at our mother church, First Baptist Church, that's filled with resources in mm -hmm. big, stable buildings. And we were like, hey, let's come meet in a school and load it in, in through the parking lot while it's raining. And so what possessed you to say yes? Well, growing up, I'd been on mission trips and we had went to places like Ohio where we went door to door and invited kids to a backyard Bible clubs and things mm. like that. So I had a mission background um, and did backyard Bible clubs in college at Summit Heights and different places. So with my mission background and then just love of kids, it kind of was just, you know, it, it brought it all together and here mm. at home here in Clarksville. This is so cool. It's so cool to hear because it's like, yeah, it's like God always knows what he's doing. And he was shaping your heart for missions. And then this local missions opportunity opens up with real life. And it's you're like your heart is already shaped in that way. You're so ready to step into it. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Um, something else that's special and unique to me is... When we started the church, your kids and my kids were like half the youth group, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, you got three, I got four, you know, I think a couple of ours weren't yet technically yeah. youth, um, but like their first meeting, there were like 12 students at Golly G's or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think they didn't get kicked out, but I think that they thought we better not 
go back and be that loud again. <laughs> but but the reason that's significant is right now while we're recording this, we've got um, like 66 students at camp. And so like not only am I thankful for the hard work you've done with Real Life Kids, I'm thankful that you were willing to lead your family to embrace something new and different and um, that, were, that required them to step into the unknown. And, and I, as I think about the kids, the students at camp right now, I just think about how God honored people's faith like yours to step into this. You know, it's like in five years, the 12 students have turned into 66, yes, you know, at, at camp. And mm-hmm. so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You've done an amazing job. And I, um, our church wouldn't be where we are today had you not rolled up your sleeves and gotten messy and served the Lord and, I mean, you took us through COVID. I mean, you guys were making video. You guys pivoted and <laughs> yes. made kid videos. And those were so awesome. Like, you guys can find those on YouTube. if you have. Tim, have you ever seen any of those kids? No. Yeah, yeah. Goodness. If you go back, you can find some really fun stuff. I mean, they did, like, Brad Fowers did crazy skit stuff. And Jeanette was teaching. And During COVID? Chrissy, yeah, yeah. Like, they, yeah. They crushed it. They absolutely Still findable? On, on like, YouTube. Oh, yeah. YouTube. It's All in right. the archive. Um, Jeanette, what, um, o- over the last several years, what's been the most rewarding thing for you as our real life kid director? Um, just seeing the kids grow in God's word and then make decisions to accept Christ into their life and follow through with baptism. I mean, just like you were talking about earlier about, um, the service on the lane a couple weeks ago and seeing those kids baptized and, and some of them coming up, um, on the spot to do it or, mm-hmm. or ones that had been through kids ministry and were students now being baptized. And it's just, it's like I was telling my leaders in an email, I think last week or the week before, it's just sometimes you don't always see the seeds you plant mm. f- for years to come. Right. And some you see immediately, but it, yes. it doesn't matter what we're doing each week matters. Yes. And it's all for God's glory. Love that. I, I was telling Freddie T last week, I think like one of the things that really impressed me about you is anytime I had like a kid that was possibly interested in baptism. I would give you their name and like every single time you like you followed up and it wasn't just that you followed up. Like you've kept me honest about like, Hey, like when we do a baptism, you're like, I want to know because like we want to come celebrate. And I love your heart on that because it's not for you. The ministry is not like a checklist. Like you want to celebrate your life in Christ. And I can see that and that fires me up. So thank you for having that heart. I love it. Yeah. And I would say too, like (laughs) the pay that you received, I think was in place. So we could technically not call it a volunteer position, but (laughs) I mean, peanuts, right? Like you're storing up treasures in heaven, but that's what amazed me too, is anytime we had a baptism, like you would let it interrupt your weekend and you'd go meet with a kid. Like you would find a way and find a time. And um, yeah, you've just done an exceptional job. And our church is going to miss you, our, you know, in this role. I'm thankful your family don't have plans to, to, to go to a new church. No, we'll um, be here. And um, so we're so thankful, you guys. But I, I like to call you the GOAT, the, <laughs> the OG, you know. <laughs> like, um, yeah, what's, um, what are you going to miss most? What, what will you miss most? Um, I mean, I'll definitely miss the kids and their families, just seeing them each week come in and um, – just their interactions and their small groups with all the leaders and and the relationships I've made with the leaders and kids and just in general, just yeah. seeing them worship every Sunday and seeing and and just um, just all the little things they do every Sunday. Yeah, is special. 
Well, you'll have you'll have like a VIP pass to like <laughs> to go by security anytime. Like we're gonna like a gold inflated VIP pass for any time you want to go back to real life kids and stick your head in. And as love long as she has kids. a little check mark on her name tag, that's right. she can go back yeah. there. Gotta be background check. Gotta be background check. That's right. Well, I'm I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for Paul. I'm thankful for your three boys. And um, you know, the Lord brings us in and out of seasons. Ecclesiastes three talks about seasons of life, and so. Um, we submit to the Lordship of Jesus and his guiding of you. I'm so fired up. You're going to be, you know, half wildcat. So <laughs> welcome to the den, you know, and um, maybe we'll get you wearing a purple shirt sometime. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Aiden will throw eggs at you. I'm sure if you put on a purple shirt. But, um, here's, here's something special because um, I don't know if I sat down with Meredith or her husband or, at some point in time, Meredith, I heard you articulate something along the lines of, um, I'm, I'm eager to find like, like I'm confident God led us back to Clarksville, yeah. but I'm eager to find like the why. Yeah. Like, why did he, and, and it was like, I don't know, maybe three weeks after you said that to me, Jeanette shared with us and in like a day after Jeanette shared with us, I just wondered, Lord. <laughs> could you be preparing all this, right. you know? And uh, so it took about a minute for us to reach out to you. And Tim and I met with you and told you about all that's going on. And um, and you've agreed to step in as our new Real Life Kid director. So yeah. welcome and congratulations and thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's an what honor. Do you, what do you... Um, <laughs> It's a lot, a lot's going on. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from and who makes up your family? Yeah. So I'm from Clarksville. I'm born and raised in Clarksville. I have a husband, Jordan. I have a six and a half year old, Mary Caroline, five and a half year old Warren and a two year old next week, uh, John David. So we have I love those names. They all have double names. It, well, poor, I love it. Poor Warren does not have a double name. Oh, he doesn't. <laughs> no, middle child. He got he got gypped. Shake it off, Warren. Yeah, Shake it off. he's resilient. He'll be Warren's fine. like, I don't need a second name. <laughs> yeah, it's like one is good. Why do I need a second name? I'm just Warren. Right, right. right. I don't even need Cook. I'm just <laughs> Warren. I'm like just Prince. Warren. I'm like just Warren. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, no, we um, we've spent the last what five years traveling around um, for my husband's job. He builds data centers. And he so builds data centers. He builds data so centers. So he's not with the circus. He's You're not, not traveling around he's with not. the circus. No. You've been traveling around to data center jobs. Yes. Okay. And people ask me all the time, are you military? And I'm like, no, we are not. We do this for, we don't know why. <laughs> no. Where all have you lived? Um, we have lived in Florida. You and Jordan met here. We met here in, in high school at Clarksville High School. Ooh, hey, <laughs> there Clark you go. Beautiful. The high school. Love that. Um, <laughs> we met here. Uh, he's two years older than me, so he went to school, and then it was you know time to get married. So he was going to be moving away, so we got married. Um, nice. He moved to Florida for his first job. And then from Florida, we moved back to Tennessee very briefly, and then to Wenatchee, Washington. Wow. Uh, ooh. Wenatchee, Washington. Next? Wenatchee, Washington, yes. What year? I'm only asking because oh, I'm seeing you struggle to recall yeah, the year. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, pre-COVID. Um, okay, pre -COVID? Pre way pre-COVID. Yeah, way so like pre -COVID. 2018, wow. November of 2018. So way pre-COVID. Right? Gosh, yeah. That's Back weird. then. Back then. And then we lived there about a year and a half, moved to um, 
blanking. Shake Youngs, it off. Youngsville, North Shake Carolina. You are a mom of three kids. I know, and it all just, it just Youngsville, North Carolina. Yeah. You went from Washington to North Carolina. It like you almost can't go further. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. How long were you there? Year and a half. We basically spent COVID in North Carolina. Some people right now are going, Freddie. In a year and a half, they're gonna move from Tennessee, but I don't think that's no, the that's case. the great news. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so from North Carolina, where'd you go? Back to Washington. I love it. <laughs> All right. We loved it so much. Um, yeah, no, we ended up back in Wenatchee on a different job site, but um, people just keep offering Jordan more money. Yeah, they're like, "You're the man. We're gonna pay you more. Come on." He'd yeah, be like, we All just right. keep following him. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but then he he came home from church one day. Yeah. And I was looking at him in the kitchen. I was like, that was a great sermon, yeah. right? And he was like, it's a great sermon. I was like, what'd you think? He was like, I think we should move home. I was like, wow. I think that you should pray about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> you love life in Washington. I loved it so much. Yeah. I had, it, it took me a while to yeah. get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the second time that we lived there, I loved it. And I had really found my place. And so that was kind of like, well, you know, I'm mm-hmm. probably not, not agreeing with that. But then it was for sure. Um, how did confirmed. you, how did you get aligned with what he was sensing from the Lord? Ooh, so I, our church did what they call an encounter night. It's like a worship and prayer night. And Sweet. I went by myself. So I was like, I really want to go. We had a sick kid. So he stayed home and I went and I, I just, mm-hmm. I felt the Lord saying go. And I was like, <laughs> well, oh man, yeah. gotta go home. Yeah. So you've got, it's like, so you've got some family at real life. Tell us yes. about your family that were living here already a part of the church. Yeah. Um, my grandparents, Betty and Rich Bernard. So weird to They're say, OGs. say their real names. Yeah. They're OGs. <laughs> you, you probably know this. Yes. But if you don't, you need to. Need to. There were three couples mm-hmm. that before we moved from Arizona, three yeah. couples that I called and said, would you be part of the church? And your grandparents were one of the couples. Steve and Donna Springer were another. Mark and Kari Rass were another. And they're all still part of the church. Yeah. Blows my mind. Miracles happen. Yeah. We didn't run them off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. a good so sign. Yeah. It's your grandparents. Good um, my grandparents and then my mom, um, Michelle Myers, and her husband, Maxie Myers. Maxie. And then, like, Maxie's sister, Patty Howard. Yes. I think that's, that's her last name, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. She's, like the, she's like the infinite fountain of youth, isn't yes. she? Yes. She's mm-hmm. so sweet. Yes, she is. So sweet. You know, smart. she taught me in preschool. What? She was my preschool teacher. <laughs> no way. Yes, there are pictures. She doesn't look old enough to do that. I, that's what I'm saying. She's the <laughs> eternal infinite, infinite Because Freddie looks that old, right? Um, <laughs> okay, so we talked about all about real life. You're here. You're getting acclimated. What was it that possessed you to say yes? Like, why are you stepping into this role that Jeanette's stepping out of? Yeah, I... First of all, I didn't see it coming. Mm. It's not something that I was just like, yeah, that's definitely what I'm going to do. Um... But I just, when you guys were talking to me about the role and what you wanted it to be, like you said, I've got, I said, I've, I've been trying to find where we fit. Right. And, um, I worked in, in fourth and fifth grade Sunday school in Washington and I really enjoyed it. Um, just seeing kids like own it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they're not just like going to church with their parents, but they're actually like owning their own faith and like building that. And so after hearing you guys talk about it, I was like pumped up. I was like ready to go, but I was like, pump the brakes, make sure it's, it's mm-hmm. God's will for you. You're an Enneagram seven. So you're always I'm up for an adventure. Always a party. Always. A yes. But you didn't immediately call back and say, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I had to think about it because okay. I wanted to make sure, I just wanted to make sure yeah. that it was, it was for me Yeah. Mm-hmm. that the Lord had it for me and yeah. not, you know, not for someone else. Um, but yeah, I just feel like 
if I'm going to do something, so background, we homeschooled and we're not homeschooling now. So that, that was off my plate. Yes. And I kind of just felt like, what is the Lord clearing all of my schedule? Like clearing yes. it off. What are we supposed to put here? Yes. Um, That's so cool. You said that. I haven't heard you articulate it that way. Yeah. But Susan teaches at Chapel Hill mm-hmm. and same experience. She was homeschooling Lily. Yeah. And Lily finally got to a place where she was ready to go full-time public school. And that happened, and then this just kind of popped up, like, right at the same yeah. time. And we're like, whoa, Lord. Hmm. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt, because I honestly, I, w- I wanted to continue homeschooling. Right. Um, but again, just prayed through it, and I was just like, no, it's not what we're supposed to be doing. The Lord wants them in. They're actually going to Chapel Hill. And so I just have kind of been waiting and waiting, like, our Enneagram seven, like yep. waiting forever, but like what it was like three it's months. Like, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's forever. I've been it's waiting been forever for my hours. assignment. <laughs> three months. That's awesome. Yeah. I just think it's such an honor to that. The Lord wants to use us like, come on a storybook Bible always rescue yes. plan. Like it always brings it back yes. to God's rescue plan for his people. And it's like the fact that we get to be a part of it. Yes. You just, are referring to Sally Lloyd Jones's yeah. the, the Jesus storybook Bible. Yeah. We'll list, we'll link to this in the show notes because it's a great, it's a great resource. Great. You know, there's churches that use that book like in their sermons. I've done it. There you go. I've totally used that story. And then, yeah. and then for new Christians, adult yeah. Christians, they'll give that Bible to adults because it's so, so rich. It ties yeah. everything back. Every, yeah. every story. And I think it says in the, in the audible version, it's like every story whispers his name. Yes. It's like, it's nice. so true though. Nice. Because it just brings it all back, but it, it constantly mentions his rescue plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, as I've been like praying through this and preparing my heart for it, I just keep thinking like, what an honor that we get mm. to be, that he mm. would like let us be a part <laughs> of his rescue. We were ta- Tim and I were talking about this just like hour and a half ago yep. is like this massive privilege of what God's entrusted to us. And, you know, and that's like that, like that's why the theme, our time is so special mm-hmm. for us. It's like, yeah, we just have such a limited amount of time. Like we've got to, we've got to get after it. Right. Yeah, yeah. There feels like an urgency. Yes. Like my grandma, she's, she's, so sweet and cares about me so much. She's like, maybe you should just rest. Maybe you should have like, <laughs> like, as I'm like, what am I going to do? My plate's empty. She's like, maybe this is a good season of rest. I'm like, but night is coming. Grandma. Yes. Like that's how I feel. Like that's how I feel yes. in my heart. <laughs> Cause I'm Didn't like, it's you pay attention during the hour time sermon series. It's grandma. true though. Yeah. It feels urgent, especially with kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. So much. Uh, my them. heart just leaped out of my chest when you said that, because yeah, it's like, that's what Jesus said. Right. That's what Jesus said. And Jesus said that to farmer, like an agricultural society that knew what it meant by night is coming. Yeah. Right. Wow. Mm. That's so good. What do you, what do you love about real life? So you've been popping all over the place, visiting all these churches I and have. scoping them out, you know, and now you're back in your hometown and here's this new church. And what well, do you love about real life? So I still, I, OG doxa days, right? Like mm, I still come on, still have doxa days. Tell people um, what that is. Gosh, <laughs> doxa is. I hope I am correct in all my details. Yeah. Um, it was when First Baptist started their contemporary service on Sundays because they had it That's on right. Friday nights. That's right. That's right. And you came in, yeah, on Sundays, right? They and I was living in Louisville, and they invited me to come and preach while I was on Friday nights. Yep. So I would drive okay. to, from Louisville to Clarksville, preach, and drive back. And it's like the people that taught me how to walk with Jesus. So yeah. of course I'm going to do that. Like 
tell me how high to jump, right? Like yeah. what a privilege to preach to the people that taught you how to walk with Jesus. And uh, so we did that. They moved it to Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. We, we called it doxa, which means glory for in Greek. And um, how old were you? I think I was in sixth grade when when that first started. Yeah, yeah, I think I was in sixth grade when that that started. But it was probably a time when, like, the Lord was really, like, moving in my heart, I think. And so I always look back on that time, and I'm like, man, it was such a, like, powerful Mm. time. Wow. So then when you you first came back to Tennessee, I was like, yes, we're going to go to real life. It's going to be so great. I don't even think we had a name yet. I don't even think you were telling a name yet. Yeah. Um, and then we like got swept away to Washington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never had a chance. So when we came back, it was kind of like a no brainer. And then so cool. we, we prayed through it and felt definitely like it was where we were supposed to be. So what is it about real? So you've got the relational connection. Yeah. What is it that you've experienced at our church that you appreciate? Uh, the real life, real, keep yeah. it real, keep yeah. it Jesus. Yeah. Um, I just think that is so important when you're trying to reach people to not, put on a front, yeah. you know, especially at church. Yeah. Um, I mean, anywhere, not just especially at church, but like that's the realness is what yeah. people need to see. Yeah. And I think that's just very well executed. I mean, it's our churches always have like the tagline, like sure. sometimes yeah. you go and you're like, well, that's a cute tagline, but it didn't really, yeah. you know, they didn't match up, but I think it, it definitely lives up. I was reading a book called church in the making mm-hmm. by a guy named Ben Arment. And in this book, he was, expounding he's basically taking a sociological perspective on Jesus's promise of I will build my church and he was just talking about like all these sociological factors but in the book he was poking fun of mission statements you know like churches like spend hours in committee meetings coming up with mission statements and as a result they're like these long clunky mission statements where everybody got their phrase in it so everybody in the group feels good about it, but it doesn't make sense to anybody else because, you know. But you get it, a nice banner out of it. That's, that's all right. Looks good on a t-shirt. And, and he yeah. was like, look, Jesus gave every church its mission, make disciples. I was like, well, that's true, you know. And he's, he's kind of poking fun. At it. He's like, the church doesn't need a mission statement. They need a mantra. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, mantra. And I'm reading this book as the Lord's calling me to plant the church. And so literally on the on the plane ride back from Clarksville to Phoenix, where we were living at the time, um, the Lord solidified their name in real life. And then that, that mantra, keep it real, keep it Jesus. And there's been so many moments. Like I feel like that phrase has taken on more, like a, a deeper meaning and appreciation for our church than even me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's when you know God's working, right? Like it's like God had this for this people at this time. And it was so funny Sunday morning. I mentioned this in the brain dump, but, um, I, I, the way I worded it was Susan and I had words. And so she came in Sunday morning a little more tender than I was aware of. And um, something had happened and she's like welling up into tears. And, um, and I'm like, Oh crap. You know, like and, and we, we talked about this and I, and I, I told her, babe, if you would just like grab my arm while you're crying, like you can cry all you want but I get scared. Like when you're crying and you're not touching me that people think we're fighting and you know, like, you know, and, well, we had fought, so, you know, so <laughs> You're like, yeah. it, was probably, anyways, uh, it was so wild how the Lord met her because like a, like a random real lifer that she didn't know brought her this beautiful flower that day. Devin Miller, uh, miss in-house missionaries, uh, came from all over the worship, from the other side of the worship center to pray for her. There was something else that happened too. I, th- I put it in the brain dump, but, um, 
But I'm having this conversation with her, and I, I literally say, this is embarrassing. I said, um, I said, don't let the devil get a foothold, you know, right now, you know. And she's like, I'm just keeping it real. Like, the devil <laughs> is not getting a foothold. I'm just, I'm just keeping it real. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, like, mm. thank you. And, um, yeah, I'm glad that that is meaningful to you, Meredith. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is so exciting. Jeanette, if you've got one piece of advice... For Meredith, um, I totally did not tell you I was going to ask you that. So, um, if you got one piece of advice for Meredith, and Pastor Tim's got three minutes, three minutes, three minute warning, three, three minute warning. Um, oh goodness, yeah. All right. So as you think about that, as you think about okay. that, um, Pastor Tim. Yeah, I got a question for Meredith. Awesome, Ooh, love uh, it. That, that came out like um, you talked about kind of your initial thoughts of why you came to real life. Like what? Yeah. What solidified that your yes? Because I think we started that conversation, but like, oh, yeah, what yeah. what solidified like, okay, this is where God is pointing me. So, my yes to the to the church to the or job, yeah, to the, to the job to the, to yeah, the role, to the role of real life kid director. Yeah. Um, two things. So, a big part of me, I, I've been a stay at home mom since I mean since I had my daughter. So we're going on six and a half years. Um, choosing to add a job role into my family life was going to be like a big decision and a sacrifice because I am a wife and a mother first. Those are my, I, I refer to those as my first and highest calling uh, after being a follower of Christ. But, um, so it had to be like, it had to be something that really, like I knew it was the right thing. So I was praying and praying. And then I <laughs> told you guys this, I woke up at in the middle of the night. What, what time? <laughs> what time? One seventeen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific. Um, one seventeen, and I just felt like in my head, I just kept hearing, "Is it a worthy pursuit? Is it a worthy pursuit?" And immediately, my half asleep self is like, "Yes!" Mm-hmm. Like no question, no questions. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Love so that. that was kind of like, okay, that that was probably <laughs> it. And then then I read something that basically described me in a nutshell, and I was like, "That's well, that's a yes." Wow, love it. that's love so it. cool. Yep, you, I, I love a good those, neon sign, but... Do you have one of those clocks that shines on the ceiling when you're laying in bed? You I know what don't. I'm talking I about? looked at my phone. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You <laughs> you know projector, yes. projector thing? Yeah. My yeah. parents yeah. had one when I was a kid. Really? It like projects the time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah. I kind of think that would be cool and like haunting. Oh, man. Yeah. If you have insomnia, that yeah, is Yeah, then like it's horrible. like terrible. You're like, yeah. It's one seventeen. It's another hour I didn't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Just watching the clock tick. Um, well, that's awesome. We're thrilled to see God's provision and putting on your heart a big yes to step into this. And... I'm thrilled that you're getting to step into a foundation that Jeanette has laid over the past yes. five years yes. that um, you're inheriting a really great ministry. Yeah. And that's not always the case in churches, yeah. you know, like sometimes it's like, oh, well, you get all the bag, you know, and, and like Jeanette's got a great team. There's a great spirit. Like, you know, in, in churches, the kids in the baby's area is the, is the area that gets the most criticism and rightly understood. So, um, but like we've had like, I mean, I can count on one hand the negative comments from families and babies and kids in five years. Yeah. I mean, it's not even five. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, that's like a miracle. I mean, it's like a miracle, you know? And um, so again, kudos to Jeanette. <laughs> Do you have one piece of advice for Meredith? What would it be? Hmm. I mean, I guess just to continue uh, what you're doing as far as just leaning into God mm. for guidance and strength and wisdom through it all. So good. Um, and just to to share your love of God with the kids every week. I love that. I mean, it's awesome. ministry out of Thank the overflow. 
yeah. ministry out of the overflow. That's so good. Lean into the Lord. He's sufficient, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, so good, so good. Pastor Tim, you're wrapping up. That's it. Would you close us in prayer today? Um, Jeanette, thank you. Thank, thank you, you thank for you. the opportunity. It's like kind of like what yeah. Meredith said. If you look, if I were to go back 10, 15 years or whatever, and if someone said, you're going to lead a children's ministry one day, yeah. I would have said, you're crazy. No, that's not happening because that was totally not on the radar at all. And yeah. then it just happened. What a ride. What a yeah. ride it's been. And I'm so glad you guys are going to be here. And yeah. it'll be a special thing. You know, I could, I could see you in like, two years being special guest teacher back there, you know, and like <laughs> hyping about, you know, and like all the third graders be like, you remember Miss Jeanette? She's coming. She's coming. <laughs> that's that's legend. The OG is coming yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, awesome. Awesome. Well, um, anything, anything else you want to add? We're going to sign off, but Meredith. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just super thankful for the opportunity yes. that the Lord's willing to use me and yeah. all my, <laughs> yeah. all my broken self or, you know, that's imperfect right. self. The fact that we just, he gets to use us or well, he allows a, us to that, use. Yes. Yes. And amen. This, this is a grace from the Lord. Jeanette's with us through the end of July and Meredith's going to go ahead and start at the beginning of July. So there's going to be hands-on training. You can't get any better than that. Yep. Um, but if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, why am I not serving in real life kids? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> Come <laughs> um, on. So go ahead and Join reach out party. to Jeanette. She'll introduce you to Meredith, and um, and you'll experience the best ministry in our church. Uh, Pastor Tim, would you close us? Um, Pastor Tim's about to take some Jersey girls to the Catfish House. <laughs> that's right, <laughs> Catfish House. And it's really. More, let's be clear. It's that, really that for my questionable. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <Right. laughs> yeah. We might need to add some. <laughs> we're going to explain this. We might need to add some context before Pastor I pray. Tim has lived in New Jersey for 18 years before moving to Clarksville. His daughter Emma, who loves New Jersey and her heritage, New Jersey and heritage, has a couple of New Jersey friends, teenagers. And Pastor Tim's going to introduce them to Southern culture by taking them to Totally, totally. Yep. Props uh, to the Ellis family. They yes. are allowing us to, to do this. Jerry and Carolyn Ellis yes. yep. they lead love. the Catfish House. They hooked you up with some love. and Totally. Gonna um, go. So shout out Jerry and Carolyn. We see you. We love you. Keep uh, shining bright. Absolutely. And like I'm th- thinking, how do, I, how do I introduce these Jersey folks to good Southern culture? And at first I just told them, I, I want to, you know, introduce you to Southern culture with where we go for dinner. And they're like, Cracker Barrel? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, no, no. This, we're going to level great. up here and give them the real stuff. And so I'm looking forward to just watching, <laughs> just watching this so interaction. Great. You know, it should be a lot of fun. So, so yeah. great. Well, again, as always, a big thanks to Daniel Cox for hitting record for us today DJ and Daniel setting Cox. up these mics in an alternative location. We're, we're going mobile. We're going on the road. Um, there will probably be a little bit of a break here for the podcast for the month of July. I'm taking some time off. JV's uh, wandering around and with his family. And so we're going to come in hot in the month of August. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be great. I don't know. I might throw you a couple of little uh, podcasts from the road from the old iPhone. Um, no promises, but I might send something back. Um, Pastor Tim, why don't you leave some prayer? Absolutely. Let's pray. Uh, Father, you are uh, so, so good. And we thank you for your grace we thank you for your timing. Um, uh, you talk in scripture so much about um, seasons, and we have already experienced that as a young church. We've experienced different seasons, and um, and and Father, we're in one of those seasons right now where so many things are changing, and through it all, 
we are just so grateful because every step of the way uh, you have provided. And um, we are so, so thankful for Jeanette and just the way you have grown the ministry through yes, her Lord. ministry and yes, through her Lord. just willingness, yes. her attitude, God, her desire yes. to just um, thank see you, people yes, that Lord. celebrate new life in you. And yes. God, we just thank you for that. And um, we're so thankful. And yet we are anticipating excited because we know that there's even more that you want to do as we continue right. to grow That's right. and go into this next season. And yes, so we thank Lord. you for yeah. um, putting the right people at the right time yes. for the right opportunity. Yes, and we Lord. really sense that with, That's with right. Meredith. That's and we're right. thankful for thank you, uh, her family and bringing them back That's here right. That's right. Uh, to Clarksville. And uh, yeah, God, we just, um, we are so excited because we know that you, your vision is always bigger than ours. Mm. And you know, you knew exactly um, what, needed to happen and what's going to happen. And so we trust you with all those details and we pray God uh, that as a church we grow and that we continue to point uh, every one of these kids and these families that are a part of our church and part of this ministry. We, pr- we want to point them to the hope that is in you and you alone. And we, we pray for many, many, many more baptisms yes. That's right. that celebrate new life That's in right. you. And uh, yes, we give Lord. you all the credit. We give you all the glory. Yes, Lord. God, we love you and we praise you. It's the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Pastor Tim, keep it real. Keep it Jesus. (laughs) Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus.